0: The Kamogi Show proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.
1: Um, when my heart does go to to Ryan's and look, I know what I know what that feels like. We it was us last year. Oh my God, is the best way to win a game, uh, only Jackman. I said at time to the girls, it was the people, the girls that were going to come off the bench that were going to make the difference.
2: Yeah, geez, I suppose after losing 2017, 18, just makes it so much sweeter. I suppose for a while we were wondering would we ever get over the line, and coming down the home stretch there, you just, I suppose it starts creeping into your head again when we actually get over the line. So it's just I can't put into words what it means to be honest. <laughs>
0: The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.
2: Welcome along to episode 5
3: of The Camogie Show with Liberty Insurance. Joining me this week is Neve Mulcahy and Eva Sheehan. On the podcast this week is reaction from the AIB All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate Finals. I caught up with Galtier's Anya Ling and Trish Jackman and Sarsfield's Siobhan and Neve McGrath. We caught up also with the Croydon Camogie Club in London and they're going to be telling us about them taking part in the St. Patrick's Day ...in London, which is great for them. But first up, ladies, we were treated to a nail-biting... 2 nail-biting finishes in Croke Park the weekend. It's always a really enjoyable day out. Um, it was the I.B. All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate... ...Club Camogie Championship Finals. First up was the Intermediate... ...Galtier of Waterford and St. is of Waffley. And, of course, snatching that victory was Galtier. one thirteen to 13 points. Neve, you were above there yesterday. Um, a good game in the end?
4: Yeah, two brilliant games. Um, I think drama was definitely the the word of the day, Um, starting off with the intermediate final. I think towards the end there, when Trish Jackman had that free, I think if Galtier happened to manufacture a point out of it, they'd be absolutely delighted. And, you know, for Una then to get that goal was just heartbreaking for St. Rhine's, but obviously brilliant for Galtier.
3: If it's a nice way to win for Galtier Tier, but as Neve said, a heartbreaking way to lose.
5: Yeah, and I suppose for Gold Tier they knew all about it twelve months previously, so I think that made it probably all the sweeter for them because they had the heartache the year before. Um, but like it was just such drama. It was great watching it. Um, the free by Trish, as Neve said, like I'm sure they'd have been delighted to come away with a draw. But um, the way the goal, like the way Una Jackman got the goal, it was just amazing. Like she was only on ten minutes. You know, I don't even know how many touches of the ball she had previously that. But but she blasted it like it went, you know, straight to the back of the net. It was brilliant.
4: I think the catch was unreal to, you know, to to catch that cleanly. Um, Shauna Fitzgerald deserves great credit there, and to get the pass away, um, you know, most players would have caught that maybe and tried to stick the head down and bury their head towards goal, but. Um, you know, she would the cop on to to look up and and pass the ball out to the girl in the better position and Una Jackman, in fairness to her, what a cracker of a finish.
5: Yeah, Yeah. it was really unselfish as well, like, wasn't it? You know, I mean, the last minute of the final, she was probably in her own and thinking, ooh, I can make the headlines here, but like, (laughs) off she popped it, but I saw some people giving out then about the hand pass, but I thought it looked grand anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: I'd say the only thing interesting about the hand pass is that if any if if the, the rule...
5: Oh yeah, that's been tried. These at the moment now.
4: comes in you know you won't have the luxury of, of dropping the it's Hurley early, like that yeah. so here um, would be delighted anyway that, that it wasn't in this year
3: yeah I know she was I think she'll be a hero for a long time for them but do you think it was the heartache that got him over the line in the end? Of the years before.
5: Um, I suppose that was probably, but I think they did really well. Like, I mean, they were ahead in the first half and Rhine played, you know, really, really well in the second half to come back at them. But um, yeah, I think that would drive you on a lot. I think in the last few minutes, they just never gave up. You know, the kind of other teams might have been, oh, sure, look, we'll, we'll try or, you know, whatever. But no, I think that was definitely uh, a good driving factor for them. I think it was the first half really where they showed their experience, you know. Um,
4: St. Rhine maybe fumbled a little bit a um, little bit of ball and that. But in fairness to St. Rhyne's, they stuck with their game plan, you know, and it really worked in the second half. They drove at Galtier. They were three points down, went to a point ahead, you know, and um, it was looking like it was going to be St. Ryan's Day and heartbreak for Galtier again for the second year in a row. But look, it just shows the great team they are and, you know, they they'd leaders there that stood up all around the field. And, you know, I suppose, you know, the, the dramatic finish... Just really added added to the occasion because even up to that point, it was actually a fantastic game. Even up on up until the goal,
3: players that stood out for you, I know. Niamh, you're doing a lot of uh, watching for the corner forward of Saint Rhinos.
4: Yeah, I thought Kate Kenny had an absolutely super game. You know, for for a girl that's so young to show such maturity and and such a big day, she hit four fantastic scores. You know, off left and off right, one freeze. You know, really took the game to goal tier and. Maybe in the first half, you know, it was just a pity St. Ryan's just couldn't get more ball into her because, you know, she was she was causing trouble any time she got the ball
5: yeah I thought Siobhan, Siobhan Flannery played very well as well from the Galtier side um, I thought Annie Fitzgerald was really really good even just from her free taking alone like her story is, is amazing like she won an Ashburn Cup a week ago um, like even winning colleges with her school 12 months previous to that and even the video with Liberty at the weekend was gassed with her grandmother I thought that was great and I mean you know some players might be cagey about doing those things or them even or it might have been recorded this week been released the week of the match but it, geez, it showed nothing you know no signs a bit with her. Um, so, yeah, and Kira Fitzgerald was good as well. She chipped in with two points, but overall, I think it was a really good overall team performance from Daltier. You mentioned Siobhan
3: Flannery, I know she got player of the match yesterday, and it's yeah, something it's that hurt. you kind of think about of announcing player of the match before the final's over, you know, because that obviously must have been difficult for her to go up there yesterday while all the girls are celebrating. and I yeah, think it's something they it. should hold off and wait, and like it's not going to take them anything to hold off and wait till the, end yeah, of the
4: game. I, I definitely think when games are so close like that, and that, like that a last minute goal can change the result that you know they should really hold off until the final whistle is gone because look it, it can't have been easy um she had an absolute monster of a free to put st ryan as you know it was unbelievable yeah. like you know to be named player of the match then and then to have to go up you know after suffering that heartbreak and probably be expected to give an interview probably just isn't fair on the player but look she's a top class player um we're going to see plenty of her in the summer with offaly you know shooting the lights out so i i'm i'm no doubt she'll she'll bounce back from from the defeat yesterday.
3: Yeah, a great win for Galtier yesterday. 113 to 13 points after the game. I caught up with Trish Jackman and Anya Ling of Galtier. Trish, congratulations. I know it felt like it was slipping away for you there in the last few moments. Did you think you would get it back to um, I didn't think we'd win, I, I thought we had a chance of getting a point
6: to get a draw and to be honest with, two minutes ago I'd have taken that, uh, looking at the score I think it was maybe 12-11 or 13-12 and I thought Jigar's if we just get a point and get away from today we'd be we'd be doing well because Tawainas were on top for I was the first 20 minutes, particularly that second half. But. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where wanna pulled that, that goal out of, but uh, fair play to her, she, uh, she rocketed the back of the net and uh, we're just thrilled, we're just thrilled. No, I can't imagine, I know you're only off after lifting up the cup, but what does it mean to you to have won? A uh, huge amount, um, so I'm one of the elder stateswomen now on the team, been there for a very long time and uh, we had some very difficult years. Uh, we had five or six years where we really struggled to even feel the team. We're from a rural area a lot of people have emigrated. I'm an emigrant myself. I only fly back and um, yeah, it means a huge amount. We've had a lot of the young players, and I suppose over the last four years, we've lost the All-Ireland semi-final, lost the county final, lost, lost the All ireland final, and um, yeah, it means a huge amount, and there's some people who were with us last year who aren't with us this year, um, and I suppose there are people didn't get to crow park today we're at home um and you know yeah it's a huge drama. it's hard to put into words but yeah. do you use that loss of last year to get you back to this or to get you over the line uh no well, that's to be fair we were, we were beaten by the better team on the day last year and we'd make um you know there was there was no excuse for that kind up for better team and we're a very new team this year i think every year there's transformation in a team and you know i suppose at the time i'd I was at a different stage to where I am now. I have a bit more training behind me this year. Um, and we've, you know, a few players who weren't involved last year, a few younger players, and some players have moved on and so on. But, um, yeah, uh, I suppose this year all we want to do is just keep getting better, keep getting playing better, and uh, thankfully, you know, we, we managed to pull out in the end. Travelling over and back is worth it. Yeah, I tell you, I'm <laughs> the only one who... Uh, who has to write passport on their gear checklist. <laughs> so Catherine didn't have it on there today. I'll have to let her know because it wasn't on the checklist. But uh, yeah, I'll be back to the airport now tonight. So I'll be happy anyway I'll going home. You're going home tonight? Yeah, back back into work in the morning. So yeah, um, yeah and they're all tuned in. So to, hello to any of them over in Lincoln. No um, celebrations for you. And I'll have a little bit now, and then I'll get to the airport, and that will do me. Um, but yeah, it is uh, it is great. So well, that's congratulations thanks and enjoy the small celebrations you Thank have. Thank you. Thank you very and, much. Thank you very, very much. Very well, well done. done. Are you able to catch her right after that? <sighs> just
1: about. Uh, we'll just come in there off the pitch and... Wow, yeah, I, I don't think I can put into words um, how I'm feeling. Never never mind breathe. Yeah, an emotional scenes towards the end, I like, can no doubt. Yeah, I, I've done a couple of under interviews there and look, I've said the same thing. Hardest way to lose a game. Um, and my heart does go to, to Rhina's and look, I know what... I know what that feels like. We it was us last year. But by God, it's the best way to win a game. Uh, Una Jackman. I said it half-time to the girls it was the people, girls that were going to come off the bench, that were going to make the difference.
3: And by God, they did. Claire Dawn and Una Jackman coming in. Um, Yeah, and did the job. I mean, using last year's heart check, but to see, maybe slipping away for you towards the end.
1: I suppose though, at no point did I think it was slipping away. Um, I really, I had firm belief in all of those girls. Um, there was composure. We were talking to each other in the field. At no point we were we roaring at each other. It was more next ball, next ball, next ball. We knew Ryan as it hit a purple patch. We had hit a purple patch in the first half, and that's the way games go. But it's about like keeping your composure and playing the next ball, even when the ball hit the net. I'm shouting at the girls, get back, get out, get out. Hurts up, hurts up. Because the most important ball to win was that ball that came out from the pocket, and I think it was Sean Fitz. Um, myself, we just bottled him up, <laughs> won the free, and. My God, you could have no better woman to stand over a long distance free than Trish Jackman. I mean, you dream of this since you were a little girl, I'm sure, the first time you pick up a hurley. Yeah, I've dreamed of it playing out in the back garden with my brother Shane and for me, look, my brother was on the line there, my dad is on the line and we used to be up in Ballygunner. My dad used to pretend he was Damien <laughs> Um I'd be, I'd be running down and go with him thinking I was uh, George Murphy or the likes of you know, Paul Flynn. Um, yeah, it's it's surreal special yeah it's very very special and look I, I said it in my speech there's two people in particular Tony and Helen Cummins unfortunately Helen is is not with us physically but she's in our hearts and oh, my god those two people put a lot into the club um, they taught us values as, as uh, to carry through life um, and we really bring that cup back home for them plenty of time to celebrate I know you're getting married in a few weeks yeah my, my wedding and my, my, my fiance um, is, is out in the stand there my fiance actually he's, um, he's from Somerset he's an Englishman um, but he's completely converted to the world of Camogie um, he's Decked out, he could be the best decked out wag um, <laughs> go, going. But uh, I'm sure, that cup will be on the top table. I've, yeah, I have to make an extra seat at to the top table now, so we do. Uh, but no, we, we really enjoy this win for all it is. And then in two or three weeks' time, like, I'll be tying the knot. And uh, I think it could be the best march of my life ever. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> thank everything. You, thank you very much.
0: The Kamogi Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.
3: That was the gold tier camp after the yesterday's All-Ireland final. I know it's great for Anya and Trish, two women that they're, they're a long time pushing to get something like that, Neve,
4: Yeah, and I, I'm especially delighted for Anya because uh, she soldiered along there for, for plenty of years at Waterford and uh, went off work and then to England for a couple of years. And as far as I know, missed out when Waterford won the Junior All-Ireland and the Intermediate All-Ireland. So, you know, thrilled for her that she, she finally got her, her big day out in Crow Park and... You know, chipping in with two points and then captaining the team it must be just, you know, stuff dreams are made of, you know, and you, you could hear it in her speech yeah. after. Yeah. Um, she was so emotional, you know, and you could just see how, how much it meant to her. So thrilled for her in particular now, I must say.
3: Yeah, and uh, I had to laugh. Trish, another lady, heading back in the plane yesterday after winning the All Ireland final back I'm, to work
5: today. I know, wouldn't you be sick? And I saw all her um, her colleagues were even yeah. um, tweeting her saying, Oh, do you know, take, the take the day off. Like, <laughs> there's no panic, come back Tuesday or Wednesday. But um, that's probably the type of person Trish is, you know, really diligent and she's a great job, obviously, over in university she's in. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd find that very hard now to miss out on you, the oh, you wouldn't have <laughs> an <adult laughs> celebrations anyway. I'd, but... like, I'd have well booked an event now, Valerie. That was me. <laughs> well, that was
3: that yesterday, and of course we were treated to another nail biting finish. The senior final, it did have a lot to live up to, right? But it did take some time to get going. The end, it was Sarsfields that joined the roll of honour. One eight to ten points win over Sloc Neil, devi- denying Slock Neil the four in a row.
4: Yeah, um, another really tight game, you know, and. I suppose with the finish we had to the first one, no one was expecting this the same thing to happen with an injury time goal in the second one. But uh fair play to Sarsfields, you know, they they put in a great performance in the first half and really had Schlock Neil on the back foot, you know. Um watching it yesterday it kinda reminded me of how Galway played against Kilkenny in the, the senior final last year in September, you know, just their their forwards hounded the schlock backs you know there wasn't any good delivery of ball coming out and you could see even the way schlock came out all guns blazing in the second half that there was obviously stern words at halftime you know and they weren't happy with their performance and sarsfields in the end just did enough to to hang in you know and siobhan finishing off the goal you know i'd I'd say even listening to the girls after they they sounded mighty relieved
3: yeah no they did you mentioned that um I know Una Jackman had a good game and of getting that goal she's a as well but Siobhan McGrath you mentioned getting the goal good two weeks for Ashburn um, last couple of weeks go for you well at 19 years of age I.
5: I know she's a lot done hasn't she it's amazing um, but I think Yesterday, I don't know, I just felt leading even into the game that it it, it was just teeing up kind of for a Sarsfields win. Um, I think they felt like even some of the McGrath girls were injured the last you know the last one of the last finals they played in. So I think that this just set it up for them. Um, and like I mean, the goal the way she took it was brilliant. Um, but first, Neal, I actually thought in the second half, like the first half was really cagey. Then the second half, Schneockneil were getting on top. Tina Bradley was making great runs. Um, you know, and they could they were unfortunate that the, that a couple of shots they took didn't go under the. Bar you know, they had um they could have had a couple of goal chances. But um from Sarsfield's point of view, I mean it was just it was the sisters in the first game and then the sisters again in the second game. It, it was a pure like McGrath work that got the goal, I thought, pure movement. So yeah, it was excellent. Um and just real excitement. It was great for, you know, the neutrals watching it because it was all excitement. And I you thought.
3: must be delighted, ladies. Your first prediction right, She said. I know. <laughs> well, fair play to the two of you now. Experts now, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is it each week. Right family um occasion for I lost the McGraths yesterday and Eve. it was nice to have a club final I think with your cousins and your family and your sisters and your dad it's something
4: different yeah sure that's that's what club is all about you know and I suppose that's what makes it very different to the inter-county game and it was brilliant and on all four sides you know you'd you'd as you said you'd cousins and sisters and and dads involved so uh that that's what makes the the club finals day so special and I think the senior game if we'd seen a goal earlier in the game um we might have had a completely different game you know as Aoife said there um Neil kind of had a half goal chances you know when they come out in the second half and hit the first three scores two of them could have been you know goal chances they got two points out of them so they probably wouldn't have been too disappointed but looking back if we got a goal around that stage I think the game would have you know kind of taken on a life of its own but um I just think we would to wait too long kind of for the goal mm. um the game never really caught fire but um Look, really exciting finish and, and two brilliant teams and could have gone either way in the end.
3: Yeah, I think it's mad. I think when you, I think it's kind of a heartbreaking way to lose because you, you're kind of on top of things and you know that goal, it always changes and goals always win games, they say.
4: Yeah, and as I said, if it had just come earlier in the game, you know, it might have forced, you know, some of the other, whichever team didn't get it to maybe push on a bit more. Um but look, two brilliant teams and even listening to some of the schlockneil people after, um, really gracious in defeat. You know, I think they appreciate themselves that they've won three All-Irelands um, narrowly as well, you know, that that could have gone either way. So they, they've been on both sides, both sides of results like that. And look, in fairness, um, we're, we're really gracious afterwards.
5: Yeah, yeah. Anything yep. like anything that I read with Schlock Neal, even in the last few years, like they, they just seem like really gracious people and they're just so happy, you know, for all they've achieved from for a really small club as well, like up in, in Derry. Um so, yeah, I think, like, credit where it's due, they had amazing, um, they had an amazing run of it, like, in the club scene. There's no reason that they won't be back in it again. Like, the four in a row is always so hard. Like, you'd see that no matter what sport it's in, like, it's so hard to do. So, um, yeah, but credit where it's due, like, they're amazing ambassadors for the game of Camogie. And even up in Derry, like, they've really, like, brought the game to life up there. And I think even someone was saying that the, the their little team at half-time, that they were brilliant. So, you know, the, the future's bright for them.
3: Yeah, I was talking to Neve McGrath and you said when it felt like things were slipping away for her, she said, How am I going to go home to dad and the sisters? Oh, no. and she said, That's all she was thinking of towards the end, which is hard to hear, you know, when you're like, She's actually thinking, Okay, we're actually going to lose here, and I'll yeah. have to come to a family of. Do you know, that will be devastated. And you can just
5: imagine their kitchen, like if they had lost, like the, just the <laughs> silence and the, like, the, you know, depression in it. But like, it was su- such lovely pictures of her hugging her dad oh, after amazing. the final whistle. And like, he was just leppy. He was so happy and you'd see it in him. And um, like, it's great. I mean, like he's brought them up playing Komogi, like from whatever age, five or six. And, you know, it's a lovely story that they finally, you know, got their hands in the cup. So, yeah, it was really, really nice.
3: Yeah, a joyous occasion for Sarsfield's 1-8 to 10 points win over Slock Neal in the senior final. Now, let's take a listen to the two McGraths. It's Siobhan and Neve after the full time whistle yesterday in Croke Park.
2: Siobhan, congratulations. I mean, it's a long time coming for you, but you finally got there. Yeah, geez, I suppose after losing 2017 18 just makes it so much sweeter. I suppose for a while there, we were wondering would we ever get over the line and coming down the home stretch there. You just, I suppose it starts creeping into your head again when we actually get over the line, so it's just, I can't put into words what it means, to be honest. Do we use that heartache as kind of ammunition coming into a game like this? Definitely, I suppose. to you know, we had that bit of hurt and that bit of hunger um, that I suppose we really need to use in a positive way. I suppose you can't keep going on about the past, otherwise you'll never actually push on, but um, we certainly, we did talk about it, but we didn't focus on it too much because I think we're a completely different team to what we were in those years, you know. A good few younger ones have come up, and yeah, I think we're just completely different, to be honest last few moments, how did you feel? I know. Did you feel like it was slipping away from me? Oh, stuff, yeah. I suppose we didn't score till about I'd say the 20th minute or something in the second half and when we were coming down that last few minutes we thought, you know, if we give it an easy free in or something, you know, that you know, they'd come back, and I suppose one point leads. is just it's scary stuff. I suppose. Talk <laughs> oh, us through that goal. What went through your head? <laughs> oh, I I don't I don't think much went through my head, to be honest. Uh, I suppose Orla made a class run down the side, and I suppose I kind of had the easy job. She passed it straight into my path, and I suppose I don't think I would have been able to sleep at myself if I didn't score that. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't
3: think anyone let you get <laughs> on oh, <over no>, that. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being a team? I know you're there with friends and family, but to have the sisters in the panel?
2: Yeah, I suppose it's, it's class. I suppose our, our father he he put so much into it, and I think. Uh, um, you nearly do it for him more than ourselves because he just he, he sleeps and breathes everything to do with our club, and so do Kevin, Olive, and John. And. Do you know, if if we'd lost today, I don't think we could have gone home, I suppose. It would, the, the post-match analysis would have been too much, I suppose, this time around again. What's the family home like leading into an all ireland final? Um, I suppose it's, it's very tense, to be honest. The day of the match and the few days before, and you kind of, you don't actually like being at home because it's all they talk about. You try and get away, but I suppose I'm in Limerick in college, so I, it's not too bad. You're kind of away from home, but um, yeah, it's not, it's not the nicest place to be before no, an important I match. I know they're all ready to head off yeah. and maybe do a lap of Crowe yeah. Park, so i you congratulations.
7: Well, I just put this down. No, you can hold on to it. I Look, it's yours now. You can hold on to it. Congratulations. I say you don't believe it, you really want to hold on to it. Uh, no, it's unbelievable. Like, as you saw there, we were so lucky. It started to come out. With with it, but I think we didn't say die, and we got the goal in the end. We felt there was a goal in us, but yeah, it was absolutely unbelievable there in the end. It's a long time coming for you, all that heartache. Yeah. Do you think it helped? Yeah, exactly. Like it was like what you get a bit of luck in times, and we didn't get that in 2017 7, or 18, and we got it today. So I think it's well deserved. Yeah, here with family and friends. I know we have three sisters here in the final, and the dad. it's, uh, it's a Nice family to go home to now. Yeah, it's happy. It's great when you win, but then when you lose, I was just thinking during the match. There was like, oh Jesus, we can't lose this now. Again. <laughs> How do my go? I'm actually not going home. <laughs> no, it's absolutely unbelievable. We're all sort of close. I mean, Maria, like, there's a lot of sisters on the panel. I think it's about five or six sets. So, yeah, it's all a community and just we know no difference. So, yeah. And when you're out there playing, said, your dad did it. So you think you feel like you want to do it for him as well? Yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Because he puts in such a, a trojan effort. Like since I've been eight or nine, he's over us. So yeah, it's nice to do it for him more so than anyone else, really. And it's a nice lock nail the four in a row. Yeah, like there's some team like we weren't really thinking about denying the anthem because we just wanted to win one for ourselves, but. Going for four is unimaginable to me even like, so I'm happy with one but yeah we'll see how it goes. Look enjoy the celebrations.
2: I know it. I haven't even had a chance to catch up
0: The Kamogi Show probably sponsored by Liberty Insurance
3: that was Siobhan and Niamh McGrath after the full-time whistle yesterday in Croke Park. Now we'll hear from Damien Downey and Grainne Nicohan who caught up with Oisín Langan at the full-time yesterday. Always gracious in defeat. These two from the Slock Neal camp.
6: Grania, a defeat to Sarsfields in the A B All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final. A tough one to take because it was so close in the end, wasn't it?
7: That's it, we were coming here expecting a good tight game, and that's exactly what it was. Probably our first half performance let us down a bag full, We just never got going to the first or to the start of the second half, really. Um, but here, look, we've had a real good trip. And the last couple of years, we couldn't complain about it. It's been magical stuff. Um, great group of years. Special team. Special bunch of people. Uh, management included. So it's been a good journey, all the same.
5: Yeah. What happened, do you think, in that first half?
7: I don't know, just didn't seem to be at the races, couldn't get a touch, couldn't get us um, in control for ourselves, maybe. Um, things we knew we were going to bring a lot of energy about them, um, they were probably a whole lot more physical, they were holding and shoving and pushing at you um, throughout, so um, maybe something that we hadn't really come across before, something as a team as physical, um, and um, just, we maybe just let it slip a wee bit, but we did ourselves justice now in the second half, coming back to ourselves, but just wasn't enough.
0: McIderney schlockme manager how does it feel right now? Aye, look we're disappointed um, Girls are in butts there in the changing rooms uh, you know more so disappointed that uh, you know probably doesn't turn up in the first half you know that's not how we've played over the last many years but look Sars are all champions and fair play to tell them. What happened in that first half? Because, as you said yourself, you, uh, you didn't match your standards. No, I, 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 don't know. Um, you know, starters were very physical. Maybe they caught some of guys by surprise. They weren't expecting as physical, tough first half, and uh, you know, it maybe took us a bit, a bit uh, longer to get the grips in the game than we had thought. But. Look, we came in at half time, there was no harsh, no raised voices, nothing to get there. You know, we, we talked about it calmly, the girls knew themselves they hadn't performed. And, uh, you know, second half to give a better performance of themselves.
3: That was a reaction from last weekend's AIB All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate Club Camogie Championship. Next weekend, we are back to inter-county action, of course, in Division 1, Group 1. We have Clare in Watford and Clare at home there. Cork versus Kilkenny in Cork. And in the Littlewoods Ireland Camogie League, Division 1, Group 2, Galway are at home to Tipperary and Limerick are at home to Dublin. But now let's take a listen. Earlier on in the week, I caught up a Croydon Camogie Club about the work they're doing across the water.
0: The Camogie Show. Proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.
3: On The Camogie Show this week, we're going to take things out of Ireland this week and we're going to chat to Rachel Nevin. Rachel is the peer of Croydon Camogie Club in London. Rachel, welcome to The Camogie Show.
8: Hi, Valerie. Thanks for having me.
3: Rachel, first off, I suppose, tell us a bit about Croydon Camogie. Tell us a bit about the club.
8: Um, So Croydon was actually founded in 1986 and is one of the oldest surviving clubs in London. Um, Camogie had been played in London up to the mid-50s but for a long time, until the mid-80s, the competitive game had disappeared. Um, so a lady named Mary MacArthur from Kildare um, was living in Croydon at the time, and there was lots of Irish girls there, so they decided to set up a club. So alongside with them, London Irish and Newham Gales, they formed the London County Camogie Board. And then the revival of competitive camogie was founded in Britain. Um
3: yeah, this is class because I think it's nice sometimes we forget that it's people play it outside of our country, you know, and I think it's great that people do promote the game outside of it. But whereabouts is Croydon? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be familiar with London and maybe for people that are traveling over where exactly is it?
8: So our name is Croydon um and we've c- chosen to keep the name as Croydon in honor to to honor our legacy and origins, but we're actually based in more Clapham, Tooting, Balham area on the northern line. So we have direct links to central London. Um, And it was just more that over the years, the Irish kind of moved out of Croydon and moved into this area. Um, So we just do like to highlight that we're not actually in Croydon anymore because often people, Croydon is a bit hard to get to in London. So that can often um, put some of the girls off.
3: Okay, perfect. So you are the oldest and surviving club in London at the moment. How many have you registered Richie?
8: We have over 50 girls. um, Mm. So it's like, it's great. We have so many girls that have never actually played camogie before. People just come to London, want to make friends, want to meet Irish girls. And camogie offers such a great opportunity for that.
3: Yeah, this is what I want to ask you about. Like, it's not just the Irish playing. Like, who else have you playing there, Rachel?
8: We actually have a few English girls. One girl that started last year has no Irish connections at all, but lived in Hong Kong and decided to play camogie To make friends and then came back to London and decided to play again so we have people from all over the world
3: so like for some people listening maybe that they are in London and they think that they want to you know meet new people and it is a way to meet new people because it is a social scene at the end of the day so you don't have to have any skill at all you can rock on I mean like that girl that's uh, from England obviously never probably seen or heard of the game before what's it like introducing our national game to the people that haven't seen it before
8: yeah, it's so mad. Like we're travelling to training and we're carrying our hurlies and our gear bags and you're getting these funny looks <laughs> and then someone gets brave on and says, What are those? And it like everyone is so positive and they they actually they're like, Oh my god, that game sounds so rough and you're like, Oh no <laughs> Yeah. It's actually like really good.
3: <laughs> no, it is really good. And tell me, what is the competition scene like? I wouldn't be familiar, like you do have competitions there.
8: So we have um Junior, intermediate and senior league and championship com- competitions. According ourselves, we have a junior and senior team that we enter into both leagues and com- championship each year. Yeah, and like a lot of the girls who are might be new to Komogi would play on the junior team and then the more experienced experience might play on the senior team or like that or vice versa.
3: Perfect, and you head off. I know that I've seen somewhere that your training kicks off in March, so this is why you're on. You want to encourage people maybe to start joining and get more girls on board. But what's it like training? Like, is it hard to get a pitch out there? These kind of things. Do you find it hard to get the support?
8: Um. So we start our training. Training starting this year on the fourteenth of March on Paddy's weekend. Um, And it's also a great way to meet everyone because we're going to have a social Saturday evening and we're actually in the London Parade with our sponsors, Kiluri Group. Um, They're putting us on a float, um, which is amazing. And the team for this year's London Parade is actually Women in Sport, which coincides with the 2020 campaign.
3: Wow, that'll be amazing. I mean, you're on a float in the London parade. You can't get much more coverage than that and with your Hurleys. I'm sure a lot of people will be like, what in the name of God are they holding? Yeah. Look, it's amazing. Um, it's class and I'm sure your sponsor is doing an amazing job. But if people are listening, and I know, I know a lot of people are maybe going out to London, and maybe if they just want to go out and meet you, if they're there for a holiday, you know, or go see the game or go meet up with Irish people, where can people contact you, Rachel?
8: They can contact us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're on everything. We're just under the name Croydon Camogie. Um, We're we're really pushing being active on social media this year, so we will reply very quickly and we'd love to have everyone that wants to join.
3: Perfect. You're a Cork woman yourself. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Yeah, it's great for us Cork women to be flying the flag for the Camogie. Did you play before you headed out, Rachel?
8: I did. Um, I'm actually from a little village called Aherla, but I played with Balancholig because I grew up there and went to school there. Um, but I I suppose like a lot of us um, starting college, the social life kind of took, <laughs> took over. So then when I moved to London, I was looking for friends, looking to meet new people. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start comedy again.
3: Yeah no you're dead right it's nice it's a nice thing to do and it's a nice way to meet a group of new pals I think when I lived in Cork as well and when I first moved to Limerick I joined a junior club Grana Ballingarry, to meet a lot of friends as well so I think it's kind of yeah it's the done thing and you know what it's always going to be there for us hopefully Um, Rachel thank you so much for coming on and check out on social media The Cried and Camogie and they'll get back to you if anyone's interested in joining you Rachel thanks a million
8: Thanks so much Valerie
0: The Camogie Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.
3: That is it from us this week on The Camogie Show with Liberty Insurance. We'll be back Monday from 6 pm. Thank you to everyone above in Croke Park yesterday for their time after the All Ireland finals. Thank you to Nifa and Eve as always, and producer Kerry O'Toole. Thanks for listening.
0: The Camogie Show, proudly sponsored by Liberty Insurance.